It's summertime, and that means it's time to get outside and enjoy the weather with some crisp, refreshing Bud Lights. Bud Light has the perfect summer lineup with Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange, both brewed with real citrus peels. New and just in time for summer is Bud Light Lemon Tea, brewed with real lemon peels and tea leaves. It's the ideal drink for summer, but it's only here for a limited time, so get it before it's gone. And welcome to Ringer Dish. I'm Amanda Dobbins, and I am joined today by two esteemed residents of Los Angeles, Bill Simmons and Liz Kelly. I think this is my first Ringer Dish appearance. Welcome. Is that possible? Yes, very possible. I think so. I mean, you've been on Jam Session, and I believe Tea no, Time but before. Since, since the yeah. move. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's nice to be here. We are here. I wish I was here under better circumstances. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, a, this is a crisis podcast. We decided to do this, and you've joined us because we're all very angry about a television show. And that show is The Hills' New Beginnings. It's really bad. It makes me feel bad about myself. It makes me say mean things to my wife as we watch it together. And uh, I just don't like myself after. I'll start there. I had a completely different reaction. I didn't mind the show. I like a lot of these people more now. And I'm enjoying their transformations into adult life. Wow. Does Does that include Stephanie? No, she's exempt, but Heidi, Spencer, like there are a couple of people, Misha Barton. There are people who I feel like have evolved now that they're in their 30s and it's not a terrible watch. Amanda, wipe that look off your face. I know this is great for podcasting and I am proud of you and your open heart and your empathy. <laughs> I told you before we started this that I think this might be the meanest I've ever been on a podcast. And Liz was like, wow, I can't wait to see that, which apparently means I've been mean on podcasts before. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> you know what, guys? Channel it towards them. Don't channel it towards me. Just no, I I, you're allowed to have your different opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I think stunning. Even. It is stunning. Mm. Before we talk about The Hills New Beginnings, which is obviously a reboot of The Hills. Can you talk a little bit about what The Hills meant to you? Because I think we all watched it. We represent different audiences. I was living in, I guess I was living in New York, but like I'm kind of the same age as the people on the show. Oh, that's yeah. So wow. I, so I was relating. Didn't think of that. Yeah, I was relating to it as like from across the coast as people, kind of my peers, though not at all. And we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a picture of Los Angeles, Bill. You were living in Los Angeles. I was. I watched the first two seasons at the Baccarat Resort in Santa Barbara. <laughs> With my wife, because my buddy Sully had said, you've got to watch this show. We're really old right now. Okay. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like Hmm. in my mid-30s. So we got the two seasons of DVDs or however it worked and banged through them. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really old. This is totally different now. And got immediately attached to Elsie versus Casey and all the stuff. Right. It was just a really good, really well done show where nothing really happened other than maybe once- once an episode, there might be something, but it was more like the mechanics of the production, mm-hmm. which is why this show is so interesting because nothing's happening on this show, but it's in that Hills lens where great music and cutaways and helicopter shots, and it seems like stuff's happening and mm-hmm. then nothing's happening. Nothing yeah. at all. I guess. Nothing. 
But list Alexic. Because you like the machine of it. I like the machine of it. I was 12 when The Hills premiered. Right. So The Hills meant close to nothing to me really throughout my teenage years. But when I went to college, a lot of people my age and older than me had watched the show. And they're like, you're from California. You're from LA. Why aren't you tan with heavy eyeliner with blonde hair? What is it like? They thought that that was very genuinely what Los Angeles was like as a teenager because they started with Laguna Hills too. Sure. Um, They wanted like braids in my hair. They wanted like the LC look. And I had no idea what that meant. And now looking back, so I watched the full uh, New Beginnings, but I watched sporadically a couple episodes of the reboot. I mean, the original. And the original is much better. It's much better. I will admit. But there's a reason why Tea Time, we have a whole category, Liz's Worst Takes. Like, no one agrees with me. The internet agrees with you both. No one likes this new show. But I think coming with fresh eyes, I was like, I can buy into these people because I didn't know them. I didn't have an attachment to them before. That's a fair take. I think it's a weirdly important LA show. I completely like, like agree. Like from yeah. what you just said, yeah, the hills specifically shaped people's perceptions of what it was like to be a young person in LA, which, mm-hmm. by the way, was not what it was like. But yeah, not. At I all. think it was, you know, what's her face? Elsie uh, was going to fashion school where she <laughs> met Heidi. Conrad, yeah, and then, but then they they lived kind of near the Grove in mm-hmm. that Park La Brea complex, which a lot of young people live. But then they would be in Hollywood all the time. The geography actually kind of made sense for what their life would have been like. And this was like, obviously it wasn't totally like that because they're going to clubs. They're getting $500 bottle service, which you're not getting when you're, you know, when you're 22 and you don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. But for the most part, it did kind of feel LA-ish. So the original Hills was pre-Kardashians, pre Real Housewives, I believe. It was Height of Robertson Boulevard. Exactly. Weekly. Exactly. And it kind of fleshed out for someone who read Us Weekly. And I think TMZ was just starting and was paying attention to all this stuff and saw those photographs. It fleshed out what the lives of like a young famous person in LA was like. Exactly. And I was like, oh, so this is what all of the famous people in LA do. And I think it also at the same time created a whole genre of celebrity that then the Kardashians and the and all the people who now, there's a type of famous person that just goes to clubs. Well, it also right. created the whole, using a show like that as a business opportunity to advance your brand. Yes. Because what was the place? Was it Adrena? It's, I'm so ashamed that I even can remember <laughs> any of this. But somebody worked at a party promoters. Was it Heidi? Yeah. Worked no, at a party promoters thing who owned a club or ran a club. And they would just gratuitously shove the club into the scenes. And you'd be like, oh, they're advertising. This is actually really smart because now people will want to go to this club, Mm -hmm. which is basically what Vanderpump Rules became as a show. Where they're like, we'll open this restaurant and people want to go there because it's on the show. And the people on the show work there. And it worked. And they spun off how many restaurants now? At least three. Three that I am aware of. Tom Tom have a bar. They're like (laughs) barely functional. Well, I thought that was the most interesting part of the reboot was probably the first five minutes, which was, you're right, it created this huge business. All of these people from the original got so wealthy, had millions and millions of dollars, and they very lightly touched on what each one of them did with that money. A lot of them lost millions. We heard that Heidi spent $2 million on her pop career. That's a sentence that she says in one of these episodes. I spent $2 million— on a single. Oh, hell. Because I believe I, I was reading Andrew Gattadero, who writes for The Ringer, yeah. wrote a 2015 piece about Spencer and Heidi. 
And she says she spent $3 million on the entire career. Jesus Christ. So I think it was $2 million on one single. But there single. wasn't yeah. a loss because she said it was very popular with the gay community. <laughs> the underground gay community, underground Bill. Underground gay community. And then like Jason. And then she ran out of money, she and said. And then she ran out of money. Yeah. And then Jason lost it all because he had a gambling addiction. It felt like all of these people really squandered like a lot of their success. And then now, which is why it's a, it has such a sinister, sad tone, this reboot. Because they're obvious. This is just a cash grab. And they want these nice houses in the valleys now that they have children and they want to settle down. But this is very obviously just like a money peddling thing. For yeah, all if of you them. go through the motivations, so Spencer and Heidi, who were America's villains there for a little while, mm-hmm. and then yes. like just widely reviled. Mm-hmm. They flew to um, Costa Rica. They like Spencer's like we're in the witness protection program. Yeah, basically. well, they were deservedly widely reviled. Like yeah. he acted horrible on the show, and this is now clearly a rehabilitation tour. They're yeah being very nice, trying to be sensitive. I don't it's believe working. Spencer for a second. I think no. He's, Deep, hardcore, like not a nice person. I'm totally buying into it. I think the you that couple's it. like oh, really sweet. Heidi down. is like my MVP. I know we'll go through that later, but yeah. yeah, she ended up being like the most sane, lovely woman to me. They definitely have the best edit. Yeah, oh, they have the best a, edit. I well, think, I think they produce it. Right. They've been begging for this to happen for years because it's yeah. the only way that they can actually make money because they spend yeah. all of it on Heidi's terrible career. He punched that dude in the hills, which I don't think was scripted oh. when he ran into her. her who is he? It was his ex or he was flirting with the bartender and somebody's ex was there and ratted on him. And then he confronted the guy and ended up like really <laughs> punching him. And the guy didn't know that was part going to be part <laughs> of the <laughs> semi-scripted thing. So anyway, so we get it for them. Mm-hmm. I don't totally get it for Brody Jenner. I feel like he's in that, like he seems like he's a relatively successful DJ I don't actually think he's a successful okay, DJ. I've well, only heard about Brody Jenner DJing in the context of this show. And I Same. think he also, doing this show is what makes him famous enough to be able to- To then be a DJ. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I like yeah. So I think it's part of like brand maintenance. He's mm-hmm. like seemingly relatively wealthy family. Sure, but he is the cast off. We have to talk about how he talks about his father throughout. Let's, let's yeah. get to that. Intense, but he is definitely not- a star of the Kardashian show. Like they have taken off and no, he they, has been they, left behind. They pushed him aside. Exactly. I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, this. I have some theories as to why after watching this show, but we'll get into least valuable players. <laughs> Audrina has never looked better. She looks fantastic. Bill. I, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. What the yes. hell are you two talking yeah. about? Bill. No, yes. I don't, I don't agree with this. <laughs> well, don't you, put me on you, this Island with Bill. Listen, you guys don't understand. <laughs> She what looks are you great. talking about? She looks great. <laughs> I She's had some work done and it was the right work. Yeah, so, okay. So let's just talk yeah. about that. I don't want to be rude to anyone, but there is just an uncanny valley aspect to every single one of these people and the lighting isn't helping and they just have all... I mean, Heidi Montag has been very open about yes. the level of plastic surgery that she's had and plastic surgery is everybody's choice. Do what you want to feel comfortable it is a little weird to see them all together. It's a very specific. I'm pro Adrina's uh, work. Oh my yeah, god! I think she looks great. Thumbs up. I, she <laughs> she still has the same zero personality. Like she never had a personality ever, yeah. and has like seemingly a sad backstory now because she was. Yeah, seems Again, like she had like a, so a quickie marriage, and then they yeah. had a kid, and but then married the wrong guy, and then. Now on the show, she has no storyline because nobody's going to care about a kid. So it's like, I, I kind of might have feelings for that Justin Bobby, who I liked yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, she has a bad storyline. Um, Misha Barton, we can get to later. Okay. We know why she's on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tommy Lee's son, it seemed like somebody canceled at the last minute. <laughs> and they were just like, ah, yeah. She was just going through photographs. I have no idea why he's on he's this show. He's much a younger than everybody decade else. decade younger than everybody else. He had no storyline. And that's saying a lot because none, nobody really, you could argue, had a storyline in this entire season. He truly did not do a damn thing besides throw be one pool party. I know. But also, he was so frustrating to watch because remember when he bought the house, Pamela Anderson came by and was like, I'm so proud of you. You did this all yourself. And he's like, I've been working since I was 16. I did like a Fendi show. And then that was it. That's all he's fucking done. <laughs> right. And now he has his multi-million dollar house in Malibu. It, he was it's the most obviously a rich one. parent thing. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. I want to say Pamela Anderson was great on that one episode. That was a highlight she for me. Well, he was talking about how he's got it together. He's mm-hmm. doing great. And then it's like, when was, when was the last time you talked to dad? I don't talk to him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're not doing that great. You don't talk to your father. <laughs> that seems right. like a big deal. Right. But so then we have Frankie, who on the hills was setting picks for that's a basketball term. Yeah, I yeah, was gonna say um, I don't know what that is. Just like you could, it was like, oh yeah, that other guy. What's that guy's name? Frankie. Mm, like he yes, was in no plots. Right. He would just kind of be like when they would have the scene where it would be Brody Jenner and somebody else, and somebody you got to call her, bro. Like he was like that guy who would right. be like, you got to call her, bro. And he remains to be that guy. He had again, I don't think any purpose. No, but it sounds like he's there. actually successful. Yeah. Well, I and think then he Stephanie with Pratt, the, the nightclub thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie Pratt, who's just had issues her entire life and is kind of a disaster. But the, here's the thing this is my issue with the show. Okay. They're trying to pretend that what's not going on here is they all did the show because they need to do the show. Yeah. But they can't discuss that. Yes. So, like, it would be like if we started The Ringer, <laughs> but we couldn't mention The Ringer. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just all together and like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? What's going on with you and Amanda? I don't know. But then the the big elephant in the room is like, you're all together because you needed money to be in the show right. and notoriety. Yeah. There's no other reason. Right. Yeah. But nobody's allowed to mention that. So they're stuck with very depressing kind of post-reality fame storylines. That, that's the other thing. In addition to them not having plot lines, the whiff of plot lines they do have are true bummers. Like, Audrina, I know, Bill, that you think she looks great. She seems very sad to me. <laughs> very sad. She looks great, though. Very sad. Did you see that flashback to 06? So much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Such a huge step up. The, the Misha Barton thing is she's Ooh. trying to get her career off the ground. And we that, all, we wish the best for Misha Barton, Barton, but that's like a sad one to watch. Yeah. And that's it's also not, post- It's not like a sad one to watch. <laughs> it's sad it's to watch. It's heartbreaking to watch she her was, try to audition. She was America's sweetheart for like nine months. Sure. Oh, five. Stephanie Pratt literally says on the first episode that she was arrested for shoplifting while ODing. Yes, yeah. she woke up in the hospital which with is, handcuffs. Which is just a tragedy. And she has clearly had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say about the boys, except that Brody just continues to be a terrible person. Yeah. But. Oh. Oh, what? come on. Come on. Wow. Okay, Bill. we're going to talk about that. Come so on. My, my larger point is that these it, it's a bummer. It's a bummer town, and they're shooting it in the, the Hills aspirational glow, and it doesn't make any sense. So you're depressed, and you're also mad that they're not actually talking about the interesting things, which is what happens when you are the part of in a, a phenomenon, a reality famous, and then it all goes away. And then it comes crashing yeah. down. Yeah. They actually have the material for an interesting show if they wanted to talk about it, but they won't. And then Whitney. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> who 
just seems like she was too nice to say no. It would be like Liz mm-hmm. Kelly 10 years yeah. from now. I'm like, Liz, we need you. And she doesn't want to do it, but she's too nice and gets kind of roped in. But the whole time it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. That's been her three scenes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three it's scenes. Like, that's it. She's not in the, she's like, don't put me in the cast. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy to, I guess, talk to Adrena about Justin Bobby. I'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. And but, she'll her, um, her but she's got a brand. kid. She seems happy. Yeah, she her does. Two memorable things to me are she, I think, barely sat for interviews for the, the confessional interviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Except for one where she just shows up to shit talk Stephanie. And it's just like <laughs> Winnie Poor is suddenly back and alive, just yeah. like being really mean to Stephanie. And the other is her spawn con for Crest brand whitening strips, which is when she's getting ready for the dinner party and they yeah. stop for a full, she's like, I'm going to go whiten my teeth. And then did you not catch is, that, Bill? You didn't catch oh, that? Not only did we catch it, we rerounded it because we were like, what just <laughs> happened? I didn't know if they went to commercial, I didn't understand it. I think it was in the show. Yeah. I, mean, the I remember I was having a Bud Light cool iced tea. Yeah, there you go. And lemon I was like, tea. what's going on, lemon tea? And I was just, I was like, what's going on? But there's definitely spawn con in the show, and that's fine. But it, it was like they inserted a whitening strips commercial into yeah. the show. She, she clearly had demands. Yes. She's like, I'll do this, but yeah, but I Chris do White like Strips her. Gave me fifty grand. She's the least sad to me. I think the only time I truly <laughs> the least sad rankings. <laughs> the only time I really got sad about this was when I went back yesterday and watched the series finale of The Hills, the original, mm-hmm. and they all were so full of hope, and they were all like Stephanie and all these people were starting these new beginnings, and then now looking so, at I them, I don't know if Stephanie ever had. Yeah, I she would had never hope. Her she was, like, was going to London. She was going places somewhere. Yeah, she's full of delusion. Yeah, and then. My only thought is like, oh my God, in 10 years, like maybe I'll also be like divorced, a kid, like trying to make by, like going to you being like, Bill, you got any projects? Like you want me to be a part this of? This is amazing. Just like these Basically, people. You like this because you're still young and you're still full of hope. That's I watched the hill. And you don't understand what's coming for you. No, completely. That is exactly what <laughs> it is. Know, Liz, Your 30s are coming, you. Liz, Seriously, someday. Lo Bosworth in one of the scenes, like her boyfriend asked her to move in with her. Like everyone's like really trying to settle down yeah. and like start these new things. I'm like, great. Yeah, me too. And then now looking back, Everything's falling apart for all of these people. And I'm scared. All of them. <laughs> Except I'm for really LC, scared. who left Treadmarks running the other direction the moment this yeah, thing ended. Right. That's Lo, true. I was, I was a huge fan of Lo. I always thought she well. was kind of the moral anchor of the show. I think what the show is probably missing was one person asking them questions. Like, mm-hmm. what happened? Yes. What would you do differently? I think it just needs a buy-in. How that, bad did it get? That things are going well. That think that there is room for improvement. And instead, they're just being like, everything's great. We're living an amazing life. You know, and it's still, the original Hills was not particularly real. But that's the Hills machine. It's the theme song, and mm-hmm. it's the helicopter shots, and these snazzy edits. And it makes it seem like everything's going real. And then it's like, all right, now it's time for Misha Barton's audition. <laughs> oh, and God. she is like, just dreadfully awful. <laughs> Doesn't look good, can't act. And it's like, this is terrible. She's not getting a job. What, what's happening? What what do you think this indie film is, by the way? I notice they don't give any credits when talking about Misha's, Misha's audition and or Brandon well, said it was having a, a movie role. It's a Bourne film? No, they said it was a horror film. Oh, okay. Oh. A like, Bourne wow, film would have been a great get for Misha. Be, I think those days are over for her in the Bourne films. It's a horror film where An she's indie horror. asking for her money as a prostitute? Yes. You I, know, you know <laughs> I'm prone to surf channels from time to time late at night. <laughs> 
Misha's in a couple, been in a couple movies, you know, like home invasion movies. And like, huh. she's at that level now. Uh-huh. Movies that you never even knew when it was in the she, theater. I wasn't concerned about her being at that level. I was just trying to understand the basic plot of the movie based on this the scene reading that she keeps doing over I and over again. I'm most shocked by the OC, which in like 0405, you would have thought was just going to be this factory for talented people. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought Adam Brody was going to have a monster career. I actually wrote once that I thought he was the next Tom Hanks. Oh, my God. It's a non-ironic line (laughs) written in a column of mine in like 04. Yeah. That was the power of Seth Cohen, though, in Um, 2004. Summer, every guy was in love with Summer. Yes. uh, Who at least could legally think about it. Um, (laughs) Peter Gallagher was like America's dad. True. The mom was amazing. Um, Who was the lady? Marissa Cooper's mom. That lady, oh, great actress. Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I just know her as really Cooper. Um, it was just people loved that show for like two years, mm-hmm. and then none of them have made it. Do you think it's because it went on for so long after it was Probably. excellent? I mean, they really did. Everyone stayed. I guess Summer's done okay. Rachel Wilson, she's yeah, been in some stuff. I don't think Seth Cohen's having a bad life. He's he's, he's not Tom Hanks, but that was not, a pretty high. So bar. it turned out he wasn't Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked to see that. <laughs> but it is really interesting that, you know, the OC in a way spawned Laguna, which spawned Was it in a way? They ripped off the OC right. and made a reality well, show. Okay, I'm just trying to give people a little creative credit. But it's, you know, it's an amazing full circle that now Misha Barton went from the OC to being on the, like, the fake comeback show of The Hills. So can I circle back? Yeah. Maybe it is a good idea this show exists. You think? I mean, we're all here because talking about it. So The Hills and Laguna was about that hope that Liz was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like someday you're aspiring to be something. <laughs> and then this version of The Hills is about the reckoning. Yeah. When it doesn't happen and it's broken <laughs> it's, dreams and shoplifting after you've OD'd. It's and instilling your, only Your fear. Malibu house almost burning down. And like, yeah. and like flipped houses. Can we talk about the real estate for a second? I'm watching it and I... I'm pretty bummed out. The most haunting shot <laughs> and this is good for safety, but they actually do go to Whitney's house and they show like the very small pool with the child safety fence that oh, just yeah. looks like chain link all the way around it. With like a three foot basketball that's just like, like broken oh down. my God, if this is what life is like, then yeah. I've done everything wrong. So it does a good job of portraying like the, yeah, the reality thing, it really is 15 minutes and yeah. then you end up here on the show. And I'm trying to think like the Brody Jenner thing, he had the two most interesting storylines, right? His relationship with his father, who mm-hmm. turns into Caitlyn Jenner, and mm-hmm. now how he's battling that, how he's cut out of the Kardashian side. Mm-hmm. I was actually really interested in that stuff. I didn't feel like they went enough into it. I he, think the problem is he's not interested in it. Agreed. He needs so much therapy. He it, seemed so troubled, even from the like 15-second yes. confessionals. Like the way he just skirted by some like really heavy stuff, like how his wife and his father are named Caitlyn, and like how they were dating for four and a half years and then his dad decided to identify as that and then like how that's complicated for him and his relationships. There was, And then how he doesn't want to be a father himself when his wife really does and he keeps promising her like one day. Watching that was really sad. I know, I feel like we've said this like a hundred mm-hmm. times already, but he needs real, real help and I don't think The Hills is going to get him. just likes being sad. That's what we're finding out today. I'm full of hope, but watching these people make me sad. It's a cautionary tale for you. Yes. Yeah. Don't marry Brody Jenner okay. or anyone like well, Liz, him. I That's mean, good. This is meteoric rise. Like she's yeah. hosting multiple shows on <laughs> Tea Time. 
Like it really it's is. It's all going to come down for me. Yeah. I know Kaya's been worried. She's talked to me a couple <laughs> Can times. Can I say about one it. more thing about Brody Jenner needing therapy? Yes. Can we talk? Brody Jenner needs therapy. <laughs> no, I would like. He also needs couples therapy. Yes. That marriage is the saddest <gasps> marriage I've ever seen. For- is that a bad edit though? I don't know. Here's Just to what give I want to say. Line? I don't think so. We have to talk about the Malibu fire aspect of this, which they happens on the show and was a very dramatic and tragic event it's in great Malibu. Episode. Mm-hmm, Good helicopter shots. Yeah. Good helicopter yeah. shots. I don't think it's an edit that his wife was just like, "Good luck," and went into the t- to safety and left him alone with well, a house. Well, no, and he chose to stay also. And they're both so muted when they're talking about like their fear of the fact that he's staying there facing fires by himself. So mm-hmm. you're saying like forty percent chance. Maybe she's hoping he doesn't come out. I think forty is generous. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, "I got the dog." Right. The dog is safe. Yeah. Broody, I don't know. You two can comment on this because you're both married. Is it? I think it's a red flag, but maybe it's totally not. He called his own wife like absolutely batshit crazy like three different times when he slept in the car when he came home late. And then she tried to talk to him about it and was like, you just need to let me know if we're coming home late. He was like, you're fucking insane. Blah, 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 blah. That's not good. He should be thrown in jail for that scene. I was the angriest I've that ever been. Tough. Yeah. I also want to clarify in the the Malibu fires edit, I'm not I'm not on his side. I just think it doesn't indicate a healthy marriage if you're facing this tragedy <laughs> by being like, "Cool, good luck. See you later." Yeah. Don't think you're going to have self service. So he had a motorcycle. He did. Yeah. And he seemed to be confident that, well, I'll just hop on my motorcycle and ride out of the fire like Bruce Willis at the end of an action movie. I, my guess is the reality of that, because that fire was so much more scary mm-hmm. and the and it was sweeping down that he got out of there way earlier and probably stayed like an extra forty five yeah. minutes. I think they you think took that some they embellished that. I do. The only thing I'll say is that I did. I'm did, accusing the hills of embellishing something. <laughs> right. Yeah. I believe you. I'm sure it's that's a, true. I don't. I, my takeaway from this wasn't like Brody Jenner, like a wildfireman, like saving his property or whatever. There was no heroism. There hit a point it. with that fire where where they were like, everybody get the mm-hmm. fuck out. Mm-hmm. Mabu and might he just burn had down. One hose. That was like his plan. And a motorcycle. <laughs> hose down the house consistently when this fire was like ravaging hundreds of yeah, miles. It's not like he's MacGyver either. It's Brody Jenner. Like he's, he's, he's so like, dumb. yeah, hose down the house. Congratulations. <laughs> and then he bragged about it after. Thank God if I, if I hadn't hosed down the house. It's like, yeah. Your house was fucking going down if the fire <laughs> hit your house. I don't know what you thought with the hosing. Meanwhile, in do. Las Vegas. I was going to say, we have to do talk it. about I want to bring it up. So that was Las the highlight Vegas. of the whole season, yes. right? Yes. Stephanie Pratt just furious that, can we stop talking about Brody? I'm in Vegas. <laughs> they all go to Vegas and it doesn't occur to a single person that maybe they could get a flight that's 45 minutes home. Not one person is like, maybe what we should do while our friend, who is the reason we came to Vegas, is fighting a fire for his life and his home in Malibu, is leave. But that's the thing. Right. Is none of them were really friends with him except that's for true. Frankie. I guess that's you true. You go on down the line. It's like stays. Misha Barton's like, I met Brody an hour ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was also good when all of them, every intro was like, I've known, you know, X person for so long now. And then you look and there's like absolutely zero in common. There's absolutely no common thread between Misha Barton and the rest of this crew. But trying Although to insert her. she clicked with Andrina though, weirdly. It, yeah. I, I think they actually seemed like they became friends. I suppose. She seemed, just, Misha seemed like one of the more sane people in the whole cast. Misha and Heidi are my two MVPs. 
Yeah, do you want to move to MVPs, LVPs? No, because we have to finish, put a bow in that Vegas scene. Okay, all right, sorry. How awful Stephanie was. (laughs) Like, just how reprehensibly awful she was. She's a terrible person. And her being like, can we just stop talking about the fires Mm -hmm. is the closest that this show has gotten to like a you-know-what-you-did moment. But I will just say, I do question the show being like, what should we do while the fires are going? We'll just keep filming here in Vegas. No one cares about it. Right. So I, at least she's being honest. She's just like, can we stop talking about it? We're here doing a reality show. It's not like anyone cares. I, 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 just, I think she's a bad person, but it's like, what are they, what are they going to do sitting at that weird table in Vegas? So you're saying she was the voice of reason at that table? She was the voice of reason. She was the voice of reality. Yeah, I get Which is like, I they're mean, all sitting there just being like, oh, wow, I think it's so what bad. she didn't recognize is like two of the people that at the table were actually friends with him, worried that his... Mm-hmm. He was going to burn to death in a fire. Well, then why did they get on a plane and go home? I guess, but then you land. I mean, you I can't know why anyway. because of contractual obligations. And then the wife, the shots of her on the top of the hall. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just going to. I'll drive to our other fifteen million dollar house in West Hollywood. This is why I'm not sure Brody Jenner needs the DJ career that much, but um, didn't seem distraught. No, no. I just feel like no. If if. People you loved were possibly in a fire. Wouldn't you be calling? Yeah. Wouldn't you be yes, like I frantic? Agree. Yeah. I agree. Where is he? I agree. I hope he didn't burn to death in the fire. It was more like she was rolling her eyes, being like, "Ugh, that's Brody." I'm like, "No, that's not Brody." This is the only one where I was like, maybe it's the edit because I don't think that they could actually film. I I feel like she knew he was okay by the time they were filming because otherwise they actually can't. Aren't they legally supposed to be making sure he's okay? I don't know. I guess. I wish I could tell you some of the mean jokes I was making during that scene. I'm not going to. (laughs) I don't mind the wife. I was so mad at the scene, at the breakfast scene that Liz described. Yeah. I was just excited she was eating breakfast. I know. Well, it's true of all of them. Also, she didn't really eat it. No one eats it all (laughs) on this show. They show the food and no one's eating it. It's very sad. I feel so bad for her. Like, she wants a child. That's all she wants. When they were talking about how much they fight, uh, she, what is her name? Oh, Caitlin. Um, She was like, uh, like, divorcing is not an option. Like, when I sign on for this, like, we are for life. That's not even something that crosses my mind. And Brody's just sitting there being like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you guys are going to get divorced in like 18 months. And I feel bad. It doesn't seem like he likes her. But then again, it doesn't seem like he likes anybody. He just seems like a mean person. I think he's had a rough life. And I think the Kardashian billion dollar train took off and and he wasn't on the the cars. You just said he went from his Malibu home to the other $15 million apartment. He's a member of the biggest, the, it's basically the royal families are that family mm-hmm. and like the Kennedys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's in that family and America's somehow didn't so profit depressing. from it. I agree. He profited plenty. <laughs> he's on, he has a whole career Kylie doing Jenner nothing. is renting a house right now in Malibu for $500,000 a month. I, well, we can't, <sighs> Kylie Jenner can't be the standard because she makes $100 million a year off family. of lip kits. I don't know what to say. He, he should have be, been the he, prince of the family. He can't be bitter about eight, like 18 to 21 year olds that are billionaires and millionaires like Kendall and Kylie and all those people. He he has so much like hatred in his heart. I feel like, again, he needs therapy. But also he needs to, I don't know what, spend more time with his mom who seemed like a really positive influence. So I've, I've hung out with his mom before. Okay. Oh. She's a delight. And she's one of those, there's been three over 70 people I've ever met who I was like, oh, she's attractive. Okay. <laughs> Linda Thompson. 
That's Brody's mom. Got it. Barbara Walters. I, I can see it, yeah. Bill. Met Barbara Walters Charisma. at a restaurant like four years ago, and she had to have been like, this is horrifying. <laughs> like looking at Kai and being like, you. Kaya, help me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She had to be plus 80, but carried herself in a way where it was like, oh, you've, you've just got it. Huh. I can see it. I can see how, and I don't remember who the third one was, but I'm sure there's a third one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Barbara Walters, some people just kind of have it. Yeah, she has charisma. I, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I think when somebody, this is my mom's theory on this, when somebody is like beautiful at some point in their life, even if they get older or grow out of it, mentally they're still exactly in that moment. So if you're still like, if, you, if you're at some point walking around like you are just like, and everybody's going nuts for you, it never leaves. And they project confidence. Mm. You project and, yeah. that specific year that that happened or decade for the rest of your life. I buy that. That's it's a good, good one. That's a good theory. Thank you. I figured you would like that one. Yeah, it's great. Shout out to your mom. Your mom is my favorite. My mom, my mom has some hot takes. <laughs> your mom is my number one favorite podcast guest of all time. <laughs> no, but the, Linda Thompson also seems like a nice person. She has that scene with Misha. Yeah. Which is very sweet. She's like the only adult in the room or the only person with any compassion. Linda Thompson was Elvis's last girlfriend. Amazing stuff. Can married, we just make a reality show about her? Bruce yeah, Jenner, married David Foster. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And has oh. a whole bunch of other ones. Like yeah. she definitely. Damn, good for her. She had some good celebrity. Yeah. Uh, but she still others. presents as someone with thought and empathy, as opposed to her son, who really just reads to me like peak rich kid LA, has never known that's the thing, anything. Though, that's most rich kids in LA, though, unfortunately, especially celebrity kids. Liz yeah. knew a couple of them once upon a time. Yeah. That I can confirm. But that's he kind seems of like, exactly he who seems they like are. worst case version of Here's it. For me. Yeah. Most celebrities are narcissistic and just doing what's best for them in their careers and don't really care about spending time with their kids. Yeah. yeah. It's the reality of it. And these kids develop substance abuse issues because their parents aren't home and they're having huge parties in their house and going to other people's house, showing up at 4.30 in the morning when they get home. And there's no parent there to be like, hey, where were you? Yeah. like Whereas like me, I'm going to be like stalking my daughter's <laughs> date tonight at the Century City Mall. Yeah. And <laughs> falling behind by 50 feet. Yeah. The, all Will the, you wear a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the dinner parties in the hills, half of them were sober. All of them were like, if I have one drink, I'll have 17. So I can't do that. And then you're like, oh, okay. So they're all drinking a glass of wine. Stephanie and Heidi go, I mean, um, Heidi and Spencer go home after like 15 minutes because their baby's like asleep. Oh, right. It's a different world. The Even the social scenes. Well, yeah. that, and then you have like Misha Barton having a glass of champagne. You're like, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Misha, maybe not. How about a cider? Like you, you are, I am like worried about these people yeah, weirdly. Yeah, no, I hate they're walking on eggshells. Did you watch, did you guys catch the scene where Heidi was describing how she put her child to bed? And she, even the girls in the room were like, hey, I don't know that, that that's like a really good way. Again, Whitney like, shows up to right. be like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. When you have Whitney Pork being the voice of reason She's on the biggest winner on the show. Very scary. It's like, but I know, what kind of world are you in? The rocking scene was incredibly disturbing. <laughs> I was so upsetting. And she was like, I do this for naps and for dinner. I don't have a child. Bill, is that how you put a child to bed? I mean. <laughs> it looked violent. She was thrashing around. She's no, on the ground. There's no right way, but I'm shaking is never usually a good <laughs> idea. Um, I've So one of the things I realized as I watched the show and thought how terrible it was is mm -hmm. reality TV shows work because they're about bad choices and there has to be like party scenes pretty consistently. Yeah. 
And if you don't have either of those two things, it's tough. Mm-hmm. If there's not a scene where it's like, uh-oh, those three are getting drunk. I'm only in Cabo for one night. You right? never know yeah. what'll happen. Like that, that's a whole episode. And when you don't have those episodes, it becomes Adrena and Justin Bobby. Yeah. They might not be able to work this out. It's like, well, I don't really care. They haven't dated for 11 years. Right. Yeah, there, uh, there was a part when they went to Las Vegas and Stephanie and Justin apparently like went home after the club together. None of that was filmed. It was all after. And that feels weird because that would have been like such a big scene. Then right. like walking up to the hotel, the door if shut, anything blah, blah, blah. Happened. Yeah. And just feels weird now because yeah, they ended up Audrina and Justin in a Korean barbecue restaurant ordering nothing, just sitting there talking, being like, I, we can't do this. We can't even be friends. He's he's was always particularly perplexing to me. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a handsome guy, but it just, was it was never my type. Liz. No personality. Hasn't seemed like he's showered in a couple of years. Yeah, and he's musically not good. Just I not know. a good musician. That scene when he's he's playing when, his when concert. Spencer and his music is just like in the background. It's so bad. <laughs> That's like if my son had a concert. Be like, hey, can I pretend this is good for ten minutes? I think that he was always supposed to stand in for a particular type of mm-hmm. dirt bag. Musician. That you meet in your 20s, yeah. who is handsome and basically can't put a sentence together and is completely unreliable and not even that interesting, but he's doing a fake James Dean mystery thing. Mm-hmm. And he meets some some girl in your friend group who just can't resist it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that it's poor and all the all the other friends are like, you got to get away from that right, dude. Yeah. He's a loser. Stay away. <laughs> and so he definitely played that role in the the original Hills. And on this one, I guess he's just turned into the 30-something version of that. I suppose it's a pretty analogous. I guess that's what those guys turn into is they're still not married. They still can't really. Well, that's kind of what the show is though, right? It's like, this is what you turn into. You're Mm -hmm. the actress who had one hit. And then 10 years later, you turn into this and you're the reality villains for two years. And that's great. And you get a ton of attention. But 10 years later, you have little baby Gunner yeah. And you can't go to a club for more than 45 minutes yeah. and you're trying not to get everybody to hate you anymore. And you have a Christian um, music career. Like that's all she wants to focus on is her music that's focusing on like Christian rock, right. pop music. She's I also very like, wholesome now. One of the great tragedies of reality history was that she got any work done. I always thought she was adorable. I did too. Heidi, yeah. the first like year of that show was all pros, no cons. Mm-hmm. Like just really fun friend, good roommate, mm-hmm. kind of a wild card, like super cute. I, and yeah. then like Spencer just 180'd her. Yeah, I cannot tell you how jarring it was to go from watching this whole um, new beginning season in like two days and then going back and watching a couple of the original. Stephanie, so beautiful. So mm-hmm. much yeah, youth in all those face, yeah. faces. Heidi, so beautiful. And then to go back and look at them, I do agree, Bill. Audrina has swung upwards oh, because she looks of that, great. but mostly because of her <laughs> eyebrows. And you, everyone Audrina. did that. Everyone grew up no, she eyebrows. and she's nice. She changed her lips. Well, Think that, yeah, that was that's happening. All, all the all the fake lips freaked me out. I mean, <laughs> aging is real, and part of this, like the the show that Bill described, which is like this is what happens to a reality star. This is what happens to all these people ten years later. Sounds like a great show, mm-hmm. but then the show that they're making is somehow not that. Well, you left out Jason too. Jason, the oh, the gambling and the sober I mean, guy. He was he a good. train wreck on the hills. Yeah. Oh, was he? He they seems had, great now. I remember. I even remember. I think writing about this. They had a birthday party where he just kept going in the bathroom, oh. and it was like 
clearly something bad was happening, but they couldn't totally commit to showing it, but you knew he was off the rails. Yeah. And he was in and out of rehab, and but then finally got out, and then he's like, and then I put my life together, and then about 10 months ago, uh, I slipped. And, and you think like, oh, I had another drink, and he's like, I slipped, and... Uh, I gambled everything away and I fell off the wagon and I lost uh, everything. It's like, whoa, Jesus that's more Christ. than a slip. Like you, you lost your whole life, basically. The scene on the hills, New Beginnings, when his wife like very briefly recounts what happens at yeah. dinner with, I think it's Stephanie and Misha. And she's doing it like an infomercial, but she's like, yeah, we had to sell our house. And he's a gambling addict and also a alcohol, you know, all of these he's things. Basically yeah. has every vice. He's gambling, drugs, sex. It's he's so jarring. Crime. And the way that she says it, is, you know, I think it's obviously re- rehearsed because it's hard to talk about those things and they mm-hmm. also need that information in the show. But it's a lot. And she just presents it like it's a fact of life. I mean, I guess it is a fact of their life. At least with those people, then they go to a benefit and I think Jason like gets some sort of award for- No, it's no. much worse than that. Oh, no. I wanted to bring this up. Okay. It's Dr. Drew Pinsky, my friend Adam <laughs> Crow's former partner, Loveline, getting an award and introducing him is Jason, this guy who's just been a mess his whole life. And he's like, I wouldn't know what I would do without Dr. Drew. It's like, you just told us 10, 10 months ago, every part of your life completely <laughs> cratered. Now here's an award for Dr. Drew. Like what? <laughs> and then is Dr. Drew, is that your number one choice? Is like, hey, here's Jason from I mean, a show from 12 he, years ago. Yeah, I guess You're going to get true. one celebrity to introduce him? <laughs> it is MTV. Was, did Corolla call in sick? I guess so. I mean, but at least with Jason, they're acknowledging that he had problems. Right? They're not talking about anyone else's problems. No well, one's even talking about the plastic surgery that has run rampant through this community, <laughs> except for Heidi. No yeah, one's nobody's talking asked about Ste- the fake lips. Stephanie is, should be, Stephanie's like got to be like 30, 31, mm-hmm. 32. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's had the surgery you would have when you're like 50. Yes. No. Which I didn't get. She looks like a real housewives now. But she was beautiful. She's still like all these people. I still feel there's some hope. The weird thing is now the season. I love this. There's a the problem is now the finale is coming up really soon in two weeks. Yes. I bet. Um, so I thought this whole season it would kind of start with like episodes one through six compact into one where like they're all kind of having a rough go of it. They're all kind of rebuilding. And then the season would end and they've got like new things coming up. And they but it's ending for as far as I can tell exactly as it began where. Justin and Audrina are like still at it. Like the coming up next week is still a bummer. And I thought that there would be some upward swing or some arc of some sort. I hate to tell you what your 30s are like. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't believe this whole podcast turned into us being like, sorry, Liz. We can't go to the club (laughs) because our baby's throwing up. It sounds fun though. Kill me. (laughs) Do you want to do MVP and LVP? MVP is Whitney. Yeah. She, she, she was like in the rewatchables would do the Dion Waiters award. Mm-hmm. Whitney's in like three scenes it's and true. just is the only one with her shit together. <laughs> um, I would say that, uh, I've enjoyed, I've personally enjoyed Misha Barton the most just because it's like you're, you're, gleaming little clues from what happened the last 12 years because they won't come out and say it. So it's like trying to read the tea leaves where she says, I don't talk to my mom anymore, but it's kind of thrown in there in episode mm-hmm. seven. It's like, well, that seems like a big deal. My mom was my mom, my momager. Right. And now she's, 
I don't talk to her. I kind of want to know more about that. She, she has, I want to unpeel the onion that is Misha Barton. Agreed. She does at least, like, she gets emotional. That becomes a real thing for her. And she, she doesn't tell you the whole story. I believe in real life she sued her mother, which is another thing that we should talk about what we know from outside of the show versus what's in the show. She seems like she actually might be a nice person. Misha? I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, I agree. I, I think she is probably, I don't know if she's my MVP because it is pretty sad to watch. It's sad. Yeah, but I think I think on the show, she's one of the better performers. Who's your MVP? I, I mean, it's got to be Whitney, right? I agree with you. My MVP? She, she got crushed oh. white strips money. Go ahead. I guess that's true. I was going to say. Liz has a No, my one. MVP is Misha only because she ended up in every single scene. So, and she is trying- Not having known anybody on the show. Yes, exactly. She's really inserted herself in a short amount of time to be the voice of reason, the person that people go to, to consoling, whatever. This is a solid case. I agree. She's also trying her damnedest to get back into the acting thing. I have never seen a show dedicate more time to like a storyline that doesn't really matter than her auditioning like cycle and they filmed like a good three and a half minutes of her just working with an acting coach her doing take after take of lines that are clearly her idea of like selling to you know like showing her acting chops to the greater world to like get some buzz and get some attention and she's trying she's really trying and she's like trying to make the most of being a part of this whole fucking circus she's my MVP she's trying I think that's a nice she way of putting it. I think she doesn't know what else to do would be my, <laughs> I think, my take on that. I would that. also say I'm not sure it's the best look to have those acting rehearsals out <laughs> in public. It doesn't. It didn't inspire confidence in me mm-hmm. and her acting ability. Or her accent say. work. Her Georgia accent was tough to watch. This is like a to. Lindsay Lohan thing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Were you always a bad actor or did <laughs> your years of bad things that happened to you make you a bad actor? Because I always thought Lindsay Lohan was like, kind of a great actor for under 20, mm-hmm. but now she's a terrible actor. So is it because she had issues or did I just overrate her acting? I think with Lindsay Lohan, she was a great actor and then Threw it away. life happened. Yeah. Uh, I Misha, I don't know whether. I I think she was a bad actress. Yeah. What, yeah. When she did that accent, it was like, uh, That's tough. oh man. Yeah. 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 But the, the Misha Lindsay Lohan is a, a pretty apt comparison, even down to the fact that Lindsay Lohan also had a comeback show on MTV that was also pretty tough and That was a way worse show than this show. Yeah. But it had the same problem. You're just like, I know something's wrong here that you're not talking about, and this is a bummer to watch. See, I think my lesson of this show is that they actually should have just remade The Hills with new people because yes. I like the machine. I like the structure. I like the edits. I like the theme song. And I'm just ready for young people in L.A., in the Trump era, in the super woke era, trying to make it work in a city that's gotten much harder to live in and much bigger and everybody having dreams, same t- type of thing, what it's like to try to go to a club, all that stuff. Um, so I think we're going to make it now at the ringer. Okay. Oh, great. We're, starting we're going to build around Liz and Kaya. Okay. Oh, God. I mean, I would watch it. That would be so great. I'll be the Lisa Love. <laughs> Which yeah. one of you won't go to Paris? <laughs> no, you're gonna, I hope you both go to Paris, okay? <laughs> you're going to be Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, God. You're well, going mean, to waltz a- in. You're going to have a poodle. Great. Oh, I, as, I love dogs, so that's great. Yeah, what I was <laughs> going to say. We'll put a toupee on Zach. <laughs> If Juliet were here, she would say, and this is a Juliet Littman insight, that The Hills now is Vanderpump. 
And so that like the space That's, that you're talking about has been filled. You're right. And so this is like equally an essential because there is a show that you can watch that is still in its original phase. And the people actually are sort of friends and but, actually are doing things. But Vanderpump is hitting the point that this show is now showing the worst case scenario, which is all those people are now matching up. They're planning weddings. They are married. Like their lives are about to become a lot less interesting. It was much more fun when it was like a free for all between That's fair. the nine cast members. That's true. The and Tom Tom were on the loose and all that <laughs> stuff. I'm not a Vanderpump expert, but my understanding has always been that they are actually kind of friends. Like you can sense that they they all lived in the same apartment building. They work together. They do actually have connections. And it the the hills now. These people definitely have not spoken to each other in ten years. And so all of the fab, all of the we're so close, we're hanging out together feels so fabricated. Which is why they should acknowledge why they're all hanging out together. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they can't because, but so we're going to be in the same situation with the 90210 show next week or this week when when people are the podcast where they got all back together to do this show that's kind of Kirby enthusiasm-ish, but really is a money grab. And we're going to have all the same feelings of like, why is this happening? Problem. And the plastic surgery will, and the plastic will be there surgery. as well. I mean, that's one thing. But the other problem with all of these reunion shows is that we don't need them because you can find out what's going on with everyone on Instagram. And like that thing I was saying True. of the, you actually know what's going on with Misha Barton. You know what's going on with Brody Jenner. Mm-hmm. We know. Cavallari. Cavallari, exactly. Has her own show. Yeah. Has her own show. You know, Lauren Conrad is not on this show, but I'm like pretty up to date with her various, you know, Kmart kitchen Mm -hmm. towels or whatever. I don't actually know if she has Kmart kitchen towels. But it feels even more unnecessary because the reality show just exists in real time on Instagram. But it's the real version. I think in season two, they should address Season two? They're they're doing a season two. They renewed it already. I wish you guys could see Bill's face right now. (laughs) he, He looks like you think we're pranking you, but we're not. It's already been renewed. It's happening. <laughs> really? Yeah. And in fact, Kaya found, I'm a, Kaya found an article where Heidi is planning her second pregnancy around filming. She went to MTV oh, and was no, like, what's, like oh, no. what's the TV? ideal time for me to get pregnant oh with a second God. child? And they told her. And then like that's how she's structuring it. Their, oh. their so, next son, Bullet? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Gunner and Bullet? No. In, <laughs> that's good. That's good. In uh, season two, I want to see them address like the real problems. I want to see Brandon Lee and then Tommy Lee reunite and like- hash it out on TV. Okay. Maybe another Pamela Anderson cameo and she could like sage the room. I would like Pamela Anderson to be back on this show. I thought she was great. It was the highlight of the show. Yeah. Agreed. Maybe she should have won the MVP. I want- Oh, true. So could we come back with Misha Barton? She's in like Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2 type shape all of a sudden. Like she's my acting career. I got this whatever. I met this personal trainer and we're kind of a thing now. And like, I, I want like that right. kind of storyline uh-huh. for her. And I'm getting be, in shape because I want to get this role for whatever. It would be great if she were healthy. If she doesn't seem healthy on this show. I, I can't really tell what's going on with her. I think she's, when she confronts Perez Hilton and she's talking about the weight so extensively, I think there might be some sort of disorder going on. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that she just comes back in a healthy place, whatever that looks like. You don't like my Linda Hamilton Terminator 2 idea? <laughs> If she wants to be Linda ha- Hamilton in Terminator 2, she's like, I don't I'm doing really an action movie with the Safri brothers. Handy <laughs> roles, Bill. I want to see a lot of hope infused in season two. I want to see Heidi in the studio 
with those do amazing you? vocals. Right, that's do a you? great call by Liz. No, I, do. I think we do. We do want <laughs> right? that. Actually. Don't we? Yeah, we do. Just want that, that little ten seconds of her like improving with Justin on the guitar and like. Sh- oh, her, her and Justin I, collaborating. I, I fast forwarded. Yeah. Honestly, you did. I couldn't do it. You gotta go he back. Start. She, when she started singing, I was like, I actually physically cannot handle this. <laughs> I do not like pe- when people sing. It, it makes me so uncomfortable, yeah. and I fast forwarded. I will what never watch it. What about a Christian alternative rock duet aimed toward the underground gay community? Hell yeah, that's that very work? niche, but perhaps. Her and Justin? Yeah, perhaps. it's really niche. It's, it's five niche, people, but it's also a lot of different communities that could maybe come together. That is true. Okay, that is true. Kate Hallowell, who works at The Ringer, says she doesn't watch reality TV because she gets too much like secondhand embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I have never understood that until watching that scene with her, very genuinely in silence, trying to just like riff as he's trying to play the guitar and right. she's talking about he will I'm, save me. I'm so physically uncomfortable right now as uh, you describe it. That's such a weird. Weird corner for Kate. Yeah. Who's super confident, but yet <laughs> suffers from secondhand embarrassment. How do we I, unpack that? This show. Kate I should be on the show. I would I like to unpack Kate. I, I share it. Like the hills I watch because it was so early, but most reality TV I only dip in and out of because it's just it's I get this show out. and The Bachelor are the only show when I'm watching with my wife and she just puts a pillow over yeah. <laughs> pillow over her face and is just going, no, no. I just watch clips because then all of the awkwardness is edited out. Or at least you're warned ahead of time. Like this was the most excruciating moment and you can be prepared. I'd like to see Audrina find love. Yes, someone different. I would like Jess and Bobby to be gone. I'm done. I have no use for that plot line anymore. I kind of like him and Stephanie in a downward spiral. (laughs) No, there's hope. Hope in season two. Remember? Stephanie has problems. We We need need somebody to be like, right, intervene. She needs support. (laughs) Single Brody, I think, is a lock. Yeah. But Caitlin. Stays on the show, right? Will also stay on the show, for sure. Because you need that drama, and she's friends with other people. Yeah. Who was the one who came in and said, uh, she was being two-faced with Stephanie. That oh, like friend that came in. Joan oh, jo- Joey. 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 Who I, that? That's the Dion Waiters Award. Who Who was that? Uh, she's talking about plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's like 28. But who Who was that? Why do I care what Scary. she thinks? Who knows? I honestly wondered whether she was a producer planted just to yell to get the, the stuff going. And then Audrina was like, yes, that's no. my friend. But she really is such like a plot machine inserted into that yeah. one party. Yeah, she was throwing <laughs> she the was chainsaw into the hot tub kind yeah. of situation. <laughs> but um, I also, I don't trust Justin Bobby and Stephanie, just for the record. You guys really don't like Justin Bobby. No, no. Justin Bobby, you got to leave because in your past. This is, this is part of not being 20-something anymore, Bill, is that I, I and all my- Did you have my, a Justin Bobby? No, no. Liz I wasn't that person. Didn't. No, hell no. Let, the Kelly family would have thrown <laughs> yeah. their bodies in front of a Justin Bobby. <laughs> but we all knew who the Justin Bobby was, and we yeah. all had the friend who just pined for the Justin Bobby. And then you got to grow up. Yeah, I feel like my daughter want. will not have a Justin Bobby. No, she won't. No, she's, she's very sensible. Yeah, way smarter. And also, Audrina now has a kid, so she can't even try to like entertain a Justin Bobby character in her life because if he's not even ready to date, he's really not ready to be kind of like a second father to this child. It's sad that they didn't even show the kid, but they do show Gunner at length because— Heidi and Spencer are just so ready. Thick, for- muscular child. Yes, and also, <laughs> but, and you've noticed the nanny is called Gunner's quote assistant. I saw that. I don't even know that, what to say that, about that. Well, so if we started a ringer show, okay, I'd still like Kate's idea about tall women in L.A. 
Yes. And that's the, the gimmick. What the hell? You don't like this idea? Well, that means I'm going to be a part of it. Well, you, I'm no, a tall you'll be like Whitney. You just come in like three times. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you I'm just have like cameos where you set everybody straight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll bring my Bud Light lemon tea. It's all tall, yeah. tall women in a city where all the guys are like five foot eight, basically about it's five true. exceptions. Can I, can I, that's as an, a good as idea another, for a show. As another tall, tall woman, can I just say that's true in every city? So it's really franchisable. You start in LA, then you go to Chicago, then you go to Houston. underrated demo. For for agreed, you, they all yes. are like aligned together, and they yeah. talk about their problems. I argued this on Bachelor Party once that it's underrepresented for brun- like brunettes with just really straight hair because no one has straight hair on the Bachelor and tall women, like really tall women. Yeah, but I will say it's worse in LA. I'm going to argue because so many people want to be actors here, and actors five, are notoriously seven. like yeah. five seven five eight. Yeah. So I there feel like it's worse. I'm here. just gonna say in New York, it was also like the the one tall guy was the the target for every single woman in in the city. Hmm. It, it it happens tall. everywhere. <laughs> a new, <laughs> a new reality show from Ringer. It's yeah. relatable. Tall. It'll be great, and it'll also be hopeful because Liz Kelly will be on it. This we we spent an hour. We yeah. have to go. This that's, is this too is long. Good. That's a this great note long. to end on. Bill, Liz. Thank you for talking about a terrible reality show with me. This is great. Yeah. 